when they were, uh, they must have been toddlers, I guess, because I say many years ago, so they must have been toddlers. But well, they were at uh, in San Pedro, the same city that we were in. So our kids played with their kids, still do. Uh, and then uh, they had felt a call to Greece, the island of Crete, went there, have been there for X number of years, and then uh, two of their kids came back to uh, live with us and to be a part of what we were doing, the Harvest Project, that was last year. So we were very happy to have Becca and Johanna in our home, and now the they're all here, uh, eight out of nine, uh, seven out of nine. Two are down in Nebraska. Omaha, yeah, and uh, seven are here, so. Uh, and did you uh, marry your son? Yeah, did you say it? Oh, yeah, that's a good detail. <laughs> yeah, did we introduce, did we introduce, usually we introduce the couples when they come back. They probably were here last week, but I didn't introduce them. But the newly marrieds, uh, there they are. Yeah, and she wouldn't say this, but she played uh, UCLA national champions. Then she played in Wimbledon, so she has a uh, quite a record in tennis. Now teaching, instructing, uh, continuing get upgrades in in that assignment. So there, uh, Chris is leaving on Tuesday to go back to Greece for a season. So we wanted to uh, send them off with prayer. We want them to share their vision, their burden, so that we can uh, pray with them and pray for them. So let's pray now for, for them, and then we'll pray afterwards uh, in a more extended time. Colossians 1.1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. There are no volunteers in the kingdom of God, are there? No volunteers. We don't sign up. God calls us. Our destiny is is a God-appointed destiny, hand-scripted by Jesus Christ. And so uh, we invite you, Father, to continue to write their destiny on their heart, the destiny for Chris and Kathy, the destiny for their children. And uh, for this part now, make it uh, clarify it for them, what this season, a season of transition, transitions can be tricky, so bless them and uh, nurture them, encourage them. We thank you for their children. We love their children. They have hearts for Jesus Christ. It's so good to see big families that love God and love one another. We bless you guys. Amen. Um, 
you're going to need a mic too, I think. Hi, um, CJ, if you could pull up that, that map whenever you can. Well, there are 11 of us here in the States now, but uh, God willing, um, Tuesday morning I will be heading back he, uh, to uh, my pointer. I just want to show, give some idea of the strategic, the strategic value of, of where we've lived for 10 years and how I, I believe that it's tied in here with uh, uh, the Twin Cities. Uh, I've, for 10 years, I've, we've lived and worked here in Western Crete. And uh, Island of Crete, you could see how it's located between North Africa. Here's Benghazi, which was in the news a lot. Syria is here. Egypt here, surrounded by Muslim nations. Israel. Israel, obviously. Israel. We can't miss that. We've been there 10 years. We, uh, the United States has a, a naval base here in the Western Crete, and that's where I've worked for 10 years. I'm a former teacher from Los Angeles, now working as a, a uh, or has, have been working as a truck driver to, uh, to U.S. planes. So, uh, fuel, fueling. Yes. Yeah, so, he fuels um, airplanes. Uh, now I'm kind of on standby, and I, uh, uh, I've gone through a lot over 10 years there, a lot of, uh, of pushback, persecution, but it, it changed me, and I needed that. And um, now I'm on standby, and I, my boss told me that a, a new boss told me that I could uh, come back anytime and, and go to work anytime I'm there. So that's a, a, a big blessing. And Show them where Athens is, Chris. Yeah, uh, here's Athens, and here's, uh, you know, we're closer to Benghazi than we are to Athens, which has been in the in the in the news obviously over the last year a lot. So, we uh, the strategic value of Crete for military powers throughout history have, have been huge, but it's the spiritual strategic value uh, to the nations that we believe is very very incredibly important in the kingdom and uh, that's why the the work needs to continue and um, as God gives gives uh, the grace to do that I'm in uh, one of the things I really need prayer about is I'm in a, a little bit of a battle with the United States government because they've told me I cannot uh, do the work I'm doing because I'm breaking Greek law which I'm not obviously because the Greeks have never argued and so we've gone through the courts here in the United States and now we will attempt to go through the European courts because it's for the sake of the gospel. It's very much hindered the, the church. And so we believe that, that there's revival is waiting. But as we uh, minister, and we'll show a short video of some of the work we've done, a couple of the pictures. And uh, um, yeah, you could j- why don't we just take a second to, to show that right now. Just this is what we've... Uh, it, it, it's some of the ministry our family's been involved in and some of the ministry that we've joined in in Greece. This means uh, our Christ save Greece. That sign, we carry that sometimes outside. You could play that, please. Fall. 
Yeah. So that's just a little clip of, of what we've been up to. Uh, uh, lately, though, over the last months, I, my heart is I, I've kind of been an unofficial chaplain on base to many military uh, uh, single people and, and just being wherever God's planted me with Greek Americans and different and different situations. But we've had a and at the wedding, we had a couple of great former Navy people here and they some of them will be back to share in the future. And we're excited about that, how their lives were changed there in Crete, how God brought them and, and their lives were changed. Um, but he's, God has been really speaking to me about sacrifice um, as I'm leaving Tuesday for seven weeks and nine, leaving nine children. The question comes up is, how do you do that? And, and it's not easy. And I, and I have more questions than answers, but I do the, the strong, hard words of Jesus come to me. You know, I've, uh, you know, we, we know them all, uh, how he calls us to go out, uh, especially Mark chapter 10. And Mark, the, the theme of that rich young guy that's in Mark uh, 10. And, uh, you know, we, uh, how he seemed to have it all together, uh, I mean, in one sense, but he had a need. That's why he ran up to Jesus, kneeled down, and said, what do I need to do? He knew he needed more. And then uh, it goes on, this, the account goes on to say, that Jesus loved him and basically said that, you know, you've got an idol in your life and you've got to get rid of it. And the, the apostles are so astonished in that story because they thought the, the riches meant a blessing. And this guy looks sincere and he's running up to you, Jesus, and, and you're almost like pushing him back. And, and uh, Peter uh, makes that famous statement, we've given everything up to follow you. And, and Jesus says something so encouraging. He says, those who've, who've left everything, their families, their wives, their children, their, will not only inherit a hundred times more in this world, but eternal life. And then the other account in the other Gospels talks about you're going to be sitting over 12 tribes, the 12 tribes. So the total blessing, I thought, uh, my, my own gut feeling is that he would have been rebuked. But Jesus encouraged him that uh, a sacrifice, I'm going to take care of things, I think, in your life, in your family, and at the same time, you're uh, you're going to be uh, blessed beyond measure. And we know there. Uh, we've heard many accounts lately. I think in messages about some of the people who've got it wrong in ministry, and and missions, and uh, but we know also from scripture many of the people. We remember righteous Lot, and uh, one of my favorite verses is Elijah was a man just like us. And Abraham, and and we know these guys got it wrong a lot. Um, so we don't want to. We want to learn from errors, especially. This is one book that I highly recommend anybody who feels called to to uh, full time ministry. Is uh, it's the from the daughter of Bob Pierce, uh, the founder of World Vision. It's an incre- It's uh, like a must read book to anyone who may feel calling to to full-time service because Bob Pierce had such a compassionate heart. Uh, some say the most compassionate heart since Jesus. He wrote in his Bible, break my heart for what breaks yours, which we know has come out in, in many times since. And, and, but he didn't get it right in his family and, uh, because he needed healing. And I think that's what a community like this needs. Is, is we, need, we need people healed and then ready to go out. So they don't make an idol of ministry. It's very easy to do. Men tend to do that more, I think. 
uh, either their work or their ministry. I was speaking to a girl in the Twin Cities not long ago who told me uh, her Christian father works seven days a week, uh, even on his birthday, even on her birthday. And, uh, you know, the only time they're together is basically church. And she respected and loved him immensely. There was no bad feelings, but of course she was hurt. So it's very easy for us men to get so into what we're doing. But at the same time, we have a call. So we need prayer. We come here humbly just to say, please pray. And, uh, and also, another for anyone who def- def- definitely has a call for missions, and we believe God is, we, we're sp- primarily speaking to the young warriors. I, I, uh, we prayed for Molly this morning. She's a, a warrior princess. And, um, you know, we think of uh, people like Adam and Brandon. And uh, really in my heart has been Ben because he's a family member, you know, and he has such a heart for, for uh, you know, getting out and seeing more fruit. And, and how do we balance it? It's only the Holy Spirit could do it. But he's called us to go out. And uh, he's called us to go where other people can't go, too. My wife, Kathy, you know, we heard of her, her tennis uh, background. She's at the highest level um, and, and even at a playing level that's amazing at her age. And, and so we believe that God is, is raising her up here in the Twin Cities, not just for her own benefit, because we're, we're speaking to people that we, they would never even talk to us because of the, she's teaching their kids. But the, uh, she, and, uh, she's going to share a little more on that. But uh, the, I think she's going to get even more fired up for the mission aspect of it because I've always had vision for that, to bring teams. We've already brought one of the first Greek junior teams here. So we've had a little experience with that. But we want to bring, like, athletes in action type special forces teams out, you know, to give testimony. And, and Kathy is now training both uh, Johanna, our daughter, to be a tennis coach and pro. And uh, Israel's beating Johanna in tennis. So he's, he's now uh, going to be trained. They're and, my and next project. And so, Kathy, come and, come and say something. Come up and say something. About that, the, the, the draft, too. Gosh, it's really, really been a difficult um, season in a way for our family because we've been, I've been called to be a missionary for since I was nine years old. And it took um, until I was 42 until I actually left and went overseas with seven children. I was pregnant with our eighth. And uh, we were in Greece for 10 years, and um, I just felt it was time to come back for our family and for a number of reasons. Um, And it was interesting. I came into Lydia House, and when we arrived in March, and there was a book that was sitting there, and it just resonated in my heart. It said changing of the guards and um, it's kind of hard because this is the first time in our lives that we haven't seen eye to eye a little bit he has such a strong call to be still in Greece and I feel I'm supposed to be here so what does that all mean and um, so I felt the Lord was saying it's a changing of the guard time for for me and my children at least I also feel very strongly that we cannot leave the mission that's still start, that's there. Started. That's we've started we and started it's still there. 
So um, it's really difficult to know what God's doing right now with that. Um, although um, it's interesting because we've also, you know, hear a lot about how fathers are supposed to be fathers and, and how can he leave and leave your children and this and that. And, and we've gotten, um, Chris has gotten more of a vision about about the military military perspective. Why don't you share on that, Chris? Yes. Thank you for that because I, I uh, CJ, could you pick up that, pull up that map again, please? Uh, is, is it there? Um, I received the, I received this card in my mailbox. I get um, stuff dumped to me because they kind of, they don't want to deal with anything spiritual. Sometime at my work, so this was written by uh, at Christmas time last year. It says, "Dear service member." Thank you for your great sacrifice, especially during the holidays. Please know that I'm thinking of you and your comrades. You are truly special and unique for doing something so many others often take for granted. I will pray for your safety and strength in the new year. Again, thank you for keeping us safe here at home. Many of us appreciate more than you know what you do. And uh, I was at the, you know, right off the coast of Syria right now, many of us know there's uh, many, there's five, four or five U- U.S. destroyers. And here in the Red Sea is, I think, the USS Nimitz that's, that's been to Crete before. But on those ships are many, many of uh, Christian servicemen. Uh, they're mostly family men. Um, I, I, I was at the YMCA uh, a couple weeks ago, and this little letter from a boy named Kyle, 10 years old, he wrote this. He said, my dad is my hero, Lieutenant Colonel in the Marines, but he's been on a seven-month deployment. He's, he missed my first birthday. He's missed uh, four out of five birthdays. Um, my sis has given up her friends and has had to move so many times. My mom gives up her husband, never gets a break, and uh, does everything while dad's away. But our purpose is to stay calm and keep going. But this is the thing. Did he ha- he, I'm sure he's struggling and, and hurt by this, but he says, I'm proud to be a Marine kid, and my dad is my biggest hero. So the, uh, I, I really believe post-9-11 now, and we need to remember to be praying for our troops and our, the commander-in-chief, who has a, a, a very, very difficult decision in the days to come. Um, you know, especially since we, you know, we don't even know all that's going to come about through what's happening in, in the days that we live. But as the days come short, God is calling out uh, men too, and families. Uh, the way the military deploys families is they send families. The, the Air Force does this the best. They send families, and then the men will get deployed for short terms. So the families will go maybe to uh, Crete or to Germany or to uh, the Middle East, some different places that are stable, and then the, f- the husbands will go out. So... I believe the Lord is calling uh, special forces. When he speaks, you know, he may, the timing may be different. He spoke in the end of last year in this regard. He said, and I, I want to be a facilitator of that. That's why we keep our house. I wanted to get some pictures of that. But we do have a few pictures. We, we put a couple up, uh, one, at least one up there for Karen. <laughs> You'll see in a minute. Um, if you could uh, show some of the pictures here. Just this is... Some of the ministry, this is an amphitheater, you can't really see it. We did a Hope Fest for our city. Uh, we called it a the worship Hope event. A worship and uh, event of skits testimonies of people who've come from the darkness into the light and skits and the lighthouse skit. And, it's in a public um, park. This says, uh, God loves Crete. You know, that's the Greek flag. <coughs> we do this ministry every Tuesday night. 
this was a, a inner uh, you know a, a church event where churches came together. Kathy's on the keyboard here, and I'm speaking at a event where we had a. It actually Benny Hinn's son-in-law, uh, Michael Koulianis, a Greek American from Florida, who has an uh, amazing ministry. He came and shared with us, and it was like an upper room experience. And um, I shared a little bit there. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is one. This is and Joe. This is this is some of the side benefits of living in a beautiful place. It's a, a beach by our house, and that's a, this is special forces Abraham's training to. Uh, that's Abraham right there to to do. Uh, and uh, heading out to this beach, and uh, this is this. Uh, my son Luke took this picture, and um, it's Petra. Another uh, twelve years old. Yeah, could you get <clears throat> to the next picture? This is, looks like a communitas event, special forces training. Um, yeah. But uh, that the, the could you go back to the last picture? This picture got like fifty thousand likes on Facebook. So, uh, GoPro yeah, with the GoPro on the GoPro yeah. website, not Facebook. Yeah. So. Uh, and at the end, the last, this is the last picture. I don't know if you have it that Sunday. It was the first one. Oh, I didn't <clears> even see where that was. For yeah. Karen. Oh, that, oh, yeah, you saw that one too. Yeah, this is the last picture Crete took before, uh, Pe- Luke, Luke took, took before he came, before left Crete, left. coming to Minnesota. It's pretty gorgeous. Of, yeah. of, uh, it's a beautiful land. And then that last, the one with the, the wording on There's it. There's the. Yeah, Kathy is playing the keyboard at this Hope Fest. You can see the amphitheater. So, you know, we've been involved in a lot of things, but what really they need there is they need a lot of the, the teaching where people, I mean, uh, Kathy sent me this note in church. You're not supposed to pass notes in church, but <laughs> she sent me this note that said, I want to be a part of a church that's holy, soul ministry is sending people out, supporting them, praying for them. And I, I don't think it's just to the nations. It's also out you know, I, w- I was so grieved last night when I found in my mailbox last night from uh, my Greek Orthodox church that my family's been involved in in Southern California for years that they have $6 million in a building fund. And two different people gave a million dollars. And we have our people committing suicide in record numbers. And Orthodox people don't commit suicide because they're afraid to, to go to hell, you know, more so than the rest of Europe. And that, that we have so much need. And uh, I, we have the resources, and, and we need the people and the resources. Not just for this is not secondarily about Greece. It's about the nations. We're surrounded, and we are strategic there to impact the nations. So we want to see a base there for special forces types of teams. And so, if you could pray for us, we we need to fund this whole thing. Um, you know, because we keep a house there that's very reasonably priced. But we rent, and um, we're, we're living here, and this, uh, America's pretty expensive. But as you can see, we have a heart for that. Kathy, anything else? I, we really believe God's called us to tennis, too. Uh, we thought we were going to be involved. I thought we were going to be involved in the Olympics. Kathy was going to do some coaching with the Greek team. But Greeks like to fight a lot, and they never agree on anything. But Kathy's made some real big impact, I believe, in, in breaking down walls. And that will... Um, it's interesting because I it was a season for me in Greece not to be involved with tennis at all for about six years and then somebody asked me to come help them in the tennis program 
that they have in Hanya. It's developing champions. It's a junior development place. And at this particular place, they have national champions, kids. And so I came, and I thought, wow, you know, with my expertise, they, they want me. You know, so I went and helped them, and they basically put me with, um, you know, the worst co- on the worst court with the less, least talented children, um, with the fewest balls, with, you know, anyway, it was just a very, very humbling experience for me for um, about four years. And um, I just was like complaining, Lord, what's this? I thought they wanted to help me. What's going on? And how come I'm, you know, this, I have all this knowledge in tennis and experience and I'm, you know, teaching the least, the best, you know, not the most talented children. And, and God just didn't really have an answer for me. I just kind of hung in there and just said, okay. And, um, but my kids know how much I complained. And, um, anyway, I get, I, um, it was interesting. A couple, uh, when I came back, I, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks after we were here, another sermon, somebody was, I can't remember what, what the sermon was completely about, but it was about how God chooses different people throughout Scripture. It's all about God choosing people. And I, I, he chose Abraham to do it. He had to do Moses, um, Joseph, you know, all throughout history. And, and it was so perfect for me because... <clears throat> because uh, it it talks about, you know, how we can, when God chooses somebody, it's like we can think and get jealous and think, gosh, when is it going to be, you know, my turn? And uh, I think a lot about people here and girls that, you know, want to get married and see all their friends getting married and, gosh, Lord, when is it going to be my turn? And or whatever it is, when am I going to get that promotion? Or, you know, look at that guy, you know. And um, so when I came back here, I was at the, in Greece, I was the lowest and most lowest in, in terms of my tennis. It was, I was on the bottom of the barrel. And when I came back here, I was just so thankful to have a job. And uh, it's just amazing what God is doing right now. He, it's like he's saying it's your turn now and he's raising me up in this profession here and in this ministry here uh, it's almost like they're coming to me for I'm like their tennis guru for this certain level of tennis and um, I'm just amazed and just astounded what God is doing and um, so anyway I just encourage you guys if you're going through a hard time and you feel like you're at the you know in the mire, as the scripture says, you will have your turn. Just be patient. Your turn will come. And uh, just be encouraged. God will do it. But I also want to say something about the special forces that Kristen's talking about. It's about deployment. When God sends those military guys, of families, out, they're being deployed. And sometimes our husbands who are missionaries, or I don't know, they have to be deployed. And I think that the scripture talks a lot about us being an army. We are his his army. And um, last night I was not really thinking about much what we're going to say, but all of a sudden the word draft came into my head. Draft. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, what does that mean? And I started thinking, and I talked to Chris this morning about it, and he's, you know, there's countries who require their mandatory, man- mandatory military service. And how come, you know, what's wrong with, I mean, we are in God's army, and we have to understand that there's times when our husbands have to be deployed, and there's also times when we have to serve. And that changing of the guard thing, we, I just pray for everybody. I know that some of you are already serving, but I really encourage anybody who's got any inkling, again, of missions, it, you know, I just, we need to support you. We need to pray for you. We need to figure out how to help you. But there's, I really believe that there are, are it's like, a, it's not like a draft where God's forcing you to go, but it's almost like a re- responsibility that we need to serve in God's army. Maybe it's going to be just two years. I mean, in Greece, they require nine to months to year deployment or mandatory service. Israel, it's two years. Just uh, one quote from Jim Elliott, who was martyred in Ecuador. He said, our young men are all going into careers, not like the guy, the ones of old. The best went out, the, the student volunteer movement. They went out to the world. He says, we don't need a call. We need a kick in the pants. May we go forward and to do what uh, Jesus commanded. Right, and that scripture, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And Karen gave me a verse this morning, and it's in Philemon, and it talks about how when we, we are called to go out and speak the word of God, right, and share our faith. It also says right in that verse that when we do that, we get a greater understanding of God and of Christ and of Jesus. It's not just for their benefit, but it's for ours because we get to know God better. So anyway. Stay up. Stay up here. Yeah, they talk to us now. We talk to them. If there's, uh, if there's a word that you feel is for them, you can speak it, you can come up and share it, you can share it afterwards. If there's a prayer that you want to pray for them or over them. When, I, when Karen and I heard what God had done, she didn't share in the specifics, but uh, Kathy is at a place now where she, she is a key key player in the tennis world in, in t- the Twin Cities with regard to training up others. So she has uh, uh, authority. And, and we said, when you, do, when, you do, when you are the best you, God gives you place. God gives you uh, a place and he gives you authority. Now, now she'll speak to people that we can't speak to because she has simply done what she can do. God doesn't tell her to do what we can't do. Jesus said of the woman who poured the ointment, she has done what she could. So when you do, when you're the best you and simply respond to God in obedience to him, then he creates the opportunities. So she's really, got, I, I expect to see a, a Bible, at least a Bible study and maybe something more out of the people that now she, that will listen to her because she knows how to do this stuff. Anybody want to start here with a, with a word or prayer or coming up and uh, praying over them? You go ahead.
Thank you, Father. They are witnessing here of what you have done for them and with them. And, Lord, they have counted the cost and they have paid the price. And, uh, Lord, you have poured love upon them so that they are not going to be overcome by any fear that the enemy wants to bring. The enemy wants to bring fear and doubt and discouragement. And, Father, we thank you that you pour down your love. Do it now and do it more, Father. Your love, your grace, your mercy and encouragement, Father, for their hearts. Thank you for your light that pours out of them for the passion of your mission to tell others of your love. Thank you. I was just really um, moved by this testimony. And um, and as I was sitting over there, I felt like the word that God gave me was um, was Eric Little. And Eric Little was a, um, a very famous missionary to, to China, I believe, and just had a really deep impact. And his testimonies are just just powerfully impacting the church even today. But one of the things about Eric Little is that God didn't just make him to be a missionary. God also made him fast. Have you ever seen that film, Chariots of Fire? I believe that that's a word for you guys right now as a family, that God has, has called you to be missionaries and to make an impact in Greece. And that call can't go away because the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable they're without repentance. But during the season, God is also speaking this other word. And God has made you the way that he's made you for a purpose. And men and women, when she's out there, that's us out there because we're one in Christ. Well, partake of the one loaf. We're all one in Christ. So when she's out there and she's ministering to people who are playing tennis, that's us out there with her. And Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that she's a representation of you. We thank you for this family, Heavenly Father. We pray a special provision of grace in this season, Lord. This is a, a, a certain season in the calling and the destiny that you have for them. We just bless them in this season, God. And Lord, that they would continue to burn long-term for the call to Greece as well, God. Show them the timing. Show them the season, Lord. May they know and be moved of the Spirit, God, and anointed of you with discernment to know what they're called to do and when. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I was just thinking that about these seven weeks that you'll be apart, and I just want to pray just a special blessing over that, and uh, especially you, as you, uh, the Father, are, are that, that it's, um, I just want to pray that the Lord, it would be a real intimate time with you and the Lord, and that you would, over the course of those seven weeks, just get uh, fresh vision, fresh direction, um, I mean, for both of you, that this time apart, that it wouldn't be just, you wouldn't just survive it, but that you would thrive in new ways, that it would be just that separation um, would be really anointed. So I bless you with that. Father, I thank you for this couple, and I thank, what they're, thank you for what they're called to do. I thank you for the skill for the way they think, for the way they hold themselves, and for the things you've taught them. And I ask, Lord, that you would anoint them and you would trick them to go into your realm, that they would be known as people not only of the spoken word and, and rational understanding, but you would surround them by your presence, that people who are on the tennis courts are so dumbfounded by the presence. And I ask, Chris, that the Lord would mess you up 
And as you're preaching and trying to get rational, but all of a sudden you begin saying things that don't make sense to you, but make sense to them. To them. And I bless you with signs, wonders, and miracles that you take them out of their comfort zone and mess them up by the power of God. And it's not the, lo- it's not the long prayers. It is saying, in Jesus' name, be healed. Come, feel it. How does it feel? How does it feel? Come, test it. It is short prayers. It is short. It's been done. It has been finished. It is complete. Demonstrate it. I bless you all in Jesus' name. And I'm feeling like the Lord wants to remind you that it's not just you that are on the missions fields. It's not just you going back to Greece and you teaching here. Your family is big enough to be a small church. I mean, and, and you are senders as well as sendees. And if you just look around you at your family members who are here and, and who are in active ministry even now, that, that, you, that, you, are, that you have created a legacy. And, and you, you, need, you need to understand that, that you are sending, you're sending people out as well. And, and that everything that you do, whether you do it here, whether you do it in, in Crete, wherever you're doing it, you are, you are creating, you are creating those people who are changing the world, even as you are changing the world. And it, I, just, I just think the Lord wants to remind you that even though it looks like you're in this little bit of a season, not to him, that everything in your life has been preparing you and preparing them what you're doing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for the obedience and these willing hearts. God, someone, a friend of mine told me yesterday that God is not looking for goody two-shoes and teacher's pets, but brave hearts and risk-takers. Father God, we just thank you that Jesus, for the joy set before him, endure the cross, despising the shame. Lord, and I just thank you for these two and their entire family, God, that you would strengthen them with all power according to your glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, receiving the end of their faith, the salvation of their souls. Father God, we just pray for that wave of love to sweep the nation of Crete, God, through you don't need an army. God, when Gideon had... 20,000, you said that's too many, that people will depend on themselves, God, but that you had them send so many away so that people would know that it's the Lord that saves by a few. It's the Lord that saves by those who are willing to say yes to him. Father God, and so in their yes, God, we just pray for patience and endurance, Lord, that um, they would find that provision in your spirit, God, that hidden aquifer of the joy of the Lord that is their strength, God, that amidst the trials, God, they know that he who is in them is greater than he who is in the world. And so I just, I bless, I bless them and I bless their entire family in the name of Jesus Christ and that the joy that is your inheritance, um, that God would just strengthen you with joy in these seasons and that you would find that hidden aquifer and the provision of the Lord in the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Something that we have been learning in Harvest Project lately is uh, building a prayer list. And if nobody here in this church has a prayer list yet, I would encourage you to start here. 
And if you do have a prayer list, I, I encourage you to, to put them down on that. And it won't be a burden to you. It, it'll be a delight. Uh, it'll, it'll bring freedom. It'll, bring, uh, it'll break strongholds. So, Lord, what we are praying is that, uh, that while Chris is gone overseas, Lord, that, that you will take place as husband in the household of the Alexes, Lord. Lord, that you will be the supporting arm, the supporting uh, the, su- the support to, uh, to Mrs. Alex, Lord, and that to the children, Lord, and encourage her unto the children. And, Lord, as, as Chris is overseas, we just ask that it will just be a, more of an encouragement to his boys and his, and his daughters, Lord, to also take that leap of faith, Lord. Going overseas is a huge leap of faith, Lord. Lord, it is, it's their home country, Lord, and uh, we, we ask that the, the stake that is claimed there, the stake that is claimed in the military base, that you have, you have strategically, you strategically placed him there, Lord, and you have given him, you have given him authority, you have given him the keys to eternity to go there and unlock souls, Jesus. Pray that they will see the treasure in their, in their own heart that you have placed there, Lord. Hallelujah, that Chris will be a, a treasure hunter. Lord, hallelujah, and that he will bring the treasure of delight to you, Lord. You said in the, in the end times, when, when you come back, Lord, that you will come and you will gather your treasure possessions. Lord, pray that, uh, that Chris assist in that. And Lord, and give him strength. He said, uh, uh, beautiful are the, the feet of the peacemakers, Lord, and they will inherit the kingdom. So Lord, we're asking for that kingdom to come and that will be to, to be done uh, as it is in heaven. As you go before him, that you send your mighty warrior angels before the plane. You send the mighty warrior angels before the vehicle. And you send the mighty warrior angels before the path that he trods on. And we bless you, Father, for these for this family. In Jesus' name. Let's stand.
armies is always by my side. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You get to go too. We all get to go. In fact, if you another translation for Matthew 28, it's actually a participle. It's not go you therefore, it's as you go, make disciples. So we're all going. We're all going today. We're all going this next week. So as you go, do your best at what God gives you to do. Love the people that God puts in your path. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray a benediction over you. I want you to turn to one person. Pray something related to the going, something related to the harvest. Then we're going to put on a 17-minute clip for anybody who wants to see it. If you saw it last Tuesday at Communitas, we'll send the other people. I hope you can see it. Can't see it now? That's okay. We can show it again. But it's a compelling picture of the harvest. So um, 17 minutes long. Otherwise, stay in fellowship together. So here goes. I'm going after you with the benediction with uh, Alex family and the rest of you that are goers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor. How wonderful is that? And grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Turn to somebody. Pray a prayer before you leave. Pray a prayer regarding the harvest. Something to somebody close to you. Pray the harvest.